Welcome everyone, I'm Jeffrey Goodman, Director of Marketing and Development for the YMCA of Northwest Louisiana. We're here today for Shreveport Bossier, my city, my community, my home. And our guest today is very special. It is State Representative Thomas Presley. So, Thomas, thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me. Of I appreciate course. you doing this uh, this podcast and, and really appreciate you doing it. Yeah, no, I'm excited to talk to you. I'm, I'm really excited about all you're doing. So let's hop into Thomas's world. Sounds good. All right, let's start here today. Um, I did warn you, uh, <laughs> my questions are super long today. So. Uh, Thomas, we've now done close to 50 interviews in this series. In our very first interview, Al Childs, in talking about the future of our community, said, I can't tell you who the leaders are, but I can tell you where they are. They're in your generation, not mine. You actually represent the generation after me, and as I look around at you guys, whether it's you, Mike Basada, Danero Washington, Cassie Hammett, Madison Poche, Gabriel Balderas, to name but a very few, I see an unusually committed group of people, talented and willing to work to take responsibility for making our community better for the future. Do you see what I see, and do you feel part of a generation that is unusually committed to making our community better? I do. I'm very excited about um, the generation that, that I'm included in and, and the generation above us, honestly. Um, I think Shreveport has so much potential and Shreveport Bossier has so much potential to grow. Um, but we need to make sure that our policies are right. We need to make sure that we're creating an atmosphere that allows for um, private industry to, to grow and develop and prosper. Um, and so much of that is related to things like the why, um, those, those social interaction opportunities making sure that our, our kids have an opportunity to, to grow up in a place that's that's safe, um, that has um, sports, that has um, fun activities for them to participate in. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited about, you know, the future of Shreveport. And so much of that, though, I will say is, is building on uh, people like your parents that have put so much into our community um, and given so much back. Um, and I think that that's really important to recognize as we try to grow the future of Shreveport Bossier in Northwest Louisiana. And you're actually you're the you're the first person we've interviewed who currently holds a political office. Very good. You are, and I may get some of this wrong, so if I do, please uh, correct me. You are a Louisiana state representative, one of I believe 105 members in the state and one of 10 state representatives who represent either Caddo and or Bossier Parish. In your case, I think you represent both. That's correct, I do. I represent both currently. Um, with redistricting, which we just did last year, the new map, I will only represent Caddo. Okay. Um, and then District 5, which is just below me, will actually go into Bossier. It currently is just Caddo. So we kind of did a flip-flop on that. Um, but yeah, no, we're um, that's that's exactly correct. We have 105 members of the Louisiana House of Representatives. Um, there are 39 senators, so 144 members of the legislature um, that, that make the laws and, and um, work with the governor to make sure that Louisiana is headed on the right path. And the regular legislative session in Baton Rouge this year, I believe, runs from April 10th to June 8th. That's correct. Uh, my question is, what do you see other parts of the state doing better than our community, or in other words, from any perspective, economically, socially, legislatively, etc.? What could this community learn 
from other areas in the state? Sure. So I think Louisiana generally um, has a challenge, right? The last time Louisiana grew a member of our congressional delegations, the folks that go to Washington, was in 1910. Um, when you put that in perspective, I'm going to throw states. one of my questions out. That was actually my next question. But go ahead. Um, was going. it 1910? And 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 you know, if you look at 19 in 1960, Louisiana and Florida had the same number of members of Congress or electoral votes. Um, today, which is tied to population. Which is tied to population exactly. So it's based on um, how many people you have compared to your sister states. And if you're growing, you can gain a member of Congress or an electoral vote, which is how we elect the president. Um, if you're losing population, then you obviously will either stay stagnant or you'll decline. Well, in 1960, Louisiana and Florida both had 10 uh, electoral votes. Today, we have eight electoral votes, which is the members of Congress plus your senators. So six members of Congress and two senators. Um, so we, got, we have eight. Um, Florida has 30. It shows you that in 60 years, we have the opportunity to grow um, and, and huge numbers compared to our sister states. We've just got to put the right policies in place. And I think that's, that's certainly the vision that I've had while in um, Baton Rouge is how do we make this environment, this state, um, able to grow people. Um, and, and grow people, meaning uh, bring folks in from other states or um, just make sure that we're retaining our, our, our talent here. Um, so many people in Louisiana, and particularly in, in, in my generation, um, have gone off and done great things in other cities. I'd love for those folks to be able to come back home. Um, but I think a lot of it is creating a, a business environment that allows for them to succeed, making sure that our tax policy is competitive with our sister states, making sure that um, insurance reform, uh, you know, and our insurance rates, which is basically another tax on, on individuals because you pretty much have to have uh, either auto insurance or property insurance if you own a property. Um, you know, you've got to have those. Those are additional taxes. And if our rates are, are a lot higher than other places, people are going to choose to move to Texas or move to Florida um, or move to North Carolina or, or other states that are continuing to grow. And I want to make sure that those policies are implemented in Louisiana and we have an opportunity to, to grow right here uh, at home. Those are amazing stats. That's an amazing stat, the yeah. Florida statistic. It really is. And, and going back to your, your initial question of yeah. what areas are doing it right, yeah. you, can, you can look at the Acadiana area. Um, and I think that they've done a lot of really good things. Um, and they've got a, a, pro, a, a thriving university with the University of Louisiana at Lafayette. Um, they've got an arts culture that's down there that, that they've done great things with. They've got growing restaurants and, and a, a fun scene for people that are in their 20s and 30s um, and, and, and older. Um, and I think that that's an area that, that I've been very impressed with. Um, New Orleans, of course, has the culture, the food, the, the music. Um, everybody knows New Orleans. Um, but I think that there's a lot of, of strengths of other areas of our state that we're, we kind of ignore. Um, and, you know, even the North Shore, I think, has done great things. I was over in Monroe last week, very impressed with what they've done with their community college and um, program, as well as with ULM. Um, they've got great strengths as well. And, and we have great strengths in Shreveport. We just need to continue to grow. And I think you can look outside the state as well um, to see areas that are growing and, and make sure that some of those um, cultural aspects come home to, to Shreveport measure. All right, that was my next question. So I'm going to move. The question was, I've heard Louisiana's not gained a congressional seat, um, which is fascinating. Um, as, as you were preparing the campaign for your current seat, you wrote the following, which I love. 
The quote is as follows. Ready or not, those of us in our 20s and 30s who grew up in Shreveport, Bossier and returned home are ready to take the reins of leadership. More importantly, because of the education we received, both inside and outside of Caddo and Bossier Parish classrooms, we are capable of leading this community. We understand there are systematic challenges in Shreveport, Bossier City that we must overcome in order for our community to reach its full potential. From an aging infrastructure and generational poverty to stagnate wage growth in a real estate market that could use a boost, the challenges that we as a community face are as real as they are vast. Talk to me about some of the things you see as our community's greatest challenges. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's interesting, I wrote that um, in 2019 when I was preparing to run for um, for my current seat, which we, we were up again this fall. Um, I, I had a lot of things on my mind and on my plate of, of what I wanted to do to help make it an environment in, in Shreveport, Bossier, in Northwest Louisiana that allowed um, people to, to be able to live here, to thrive here. Um, I did not have COVID-19 and a global pandemic on my uh, list of things that I thought were even possible. Um, but looking back, you know, almost four years later, it's still very much uh, true, those challenges that, that we have. When you look at um, the roads and infrastructure in, in our community, when you look at our uh, water lines and sewage lines, when you look at the things that really you've got to have a foundation of before you can start doing the, the big impactful um, changes that, that I think are important as well. And that's why we, we have, to pro, uh, have to partner with uh, our nonprofit organizations. We have to, to look to folks that, that have ideas and big ideas uh, to be able to make our community uh, a stronger place. I'm very encouraged by um, our high school kids and, and those that are um, the next generation after mine that are, that are starting to, to have those ideas um, turn in their minds of how do we make our community stronger. As a parent, I think it's it's so important to um, to listen to, to even our, our smaller kids. I've got a six-year-old that is full of ideas, full of hope, full of promise, um, and, and I, I see so much of our community um, in him, um, learning from um, those that, are, that have different backgrounds than he does. And I think that's one of the great things about our generation. Um, we learn from people um, on athletic fields, on, um, you know, through, Non, or through organizations in high school or, or middle school that had different backgrounds than us. Um, and I think that's one of the strengths of our community is that we, we can work together. And one of the strengths of our generation, honestly. Um, while we disagree on, on some policy issues at times, we, we know that at the heart of, um, of ourselves and of our, our um, colleagues that are around um, our age group that, that we have um, similar beliefs and, and long-term goals for Louisiana being able to prosper. Um, you know, I, I, I have friends that, that certainly have different political views, um, but, but when you get down to the heart of the matter of where do you want your children to be in 20 or 25 years? You want them back here. You want them to have the opportunity to come back here if they choose to do so. Um, and I think that's really important. I'm going to stick in that same article as the previous quote. Um, in it, you also wrote the following. The quote is, To build up our community, we must promote the positive opportunities and experiences that exist in Northwest Louisiana. We can be a strong community, but we must be willing to work together. 
Shreveport, Bossier City, and surrounding towns must be willing to put aside local differences and work together to make positive changes for us all. Additionally, we must change our attitude and perspective, particularly when we travel to or live in other communities. Instead of talking about the negatives, we must talk about the opportunities. Your quote above addresses some of the challenges we face as a community, both in terms of what is often a negative image of self and also a division between political views, racial backgrounds, and socioeconomic situations. Let's break my question into two parts. First part, from your perspective, how do we get people from different backgrounds and opinions to collaborate more in the future toward the betterment of our community? I think it's just opening dialogue. Right. I mean, I think, you know, the, the friendships, the, the opportunities that you have, and we certainly see this in the legislature. Um, when, we're, when we're not in session, when you get to know someone outside of, of session or outside of the floor of the House or a committee meeting, you get to know what, what really drives them, um, what they're looking for, what they're trying to do. And I think when you, when you talk about what we have in common, um, that's what brings people together. When you talk about the the needs that are that are common needs, regardless of what area of the of the city you live in, those are things that bring people together, um, or or state for that matter, uh, the areas of the state that you live in. I I believe that that interpersonal relationships are foundational for driving policy and good policy, um, and I think too too often uh, folks will you know, stay in their offices or, or stay at particular areas of town and not develop those friendships with folks that, um, you know, are, are from different backgrounds. And I think, again, going back to my educational experience, I mean, Bird High School, I think, has uh, prepared me better than, than anywhere else I've been in life um, for the real world. And why do I say that? Well, I mean, you have people that have every different um, socioeconomic background, uh, different races, different, um, you know, skill sets. Those people, you know, are, are my friends. They're people that I grew up with that I can still call on, regardless of um, what I'm what I'm doing or what they're doing. I want to know what what's going on in their lives. Um, and, and hearing, you know, those folks that have that have helped pick themselves up from their um, from the bottom or uh, had had advantages and and took advantage of those advantages to, to really succeed. I think those are those are all great things, um, and and we should be praising those. I think that Shreveport, you know, again going back to my original thought of our community is so strong, and our 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 kids that have grown up in Caddo Parish schools or or in our communities um, that have gone off to do great things. We need to create an atmosphere that allows them to come home. And what do you say? Like it's uncomfortable. I mean, it can be uncomfortable to sort of get out of your, get out of your, get out of your, get out of your box, or it's uncomfortable to get out of your comfort zone. Sure. It's uncomfortable <laughs> to to at times to put yourself in situations that are less familiar um, or, or or less known. So, what kind of advice do you have for people that kind of want to put a Put a toe in, or want to want to want to know a little bit more, but aren't necessarily comfortable or confident enough to take those initial steps. Sure, I mean, I think I think step one is to to take that initial step, right, um, and do it with a smile. 
I think when people, you know, people are generally more approachable when they have a smile. So if you feel uncomfortable, other people are going to recognize that. They're going to try to approach you and uh, befriend you. Um, and I think that's really important. And, and, and when you're on the other side of that and you see somebody that, that may be trying to put their foot in the water, um, reach out. Be friendly. Um, and, and invite them to, to participate and, and be involved. I think that's really important and, and certainly something that I've been very impressed with the why um, with having the organizational uh, meetings when you had um, the, the economic partnership folks come and, and talk a, a, about economics and, and driving business opportunities to Louisiana and Northwest Louisiana, when you had the mayor's forum. Those are opportunities that allow people a, a very comfortable position to just come here. Um, and spark that, that conversation with the person sitting next to them that they may not know. Um, you know those, that environment, I think, is really important for getting people to be involved, for, for helping to create uh, friendships of folks that, that may not uh, have ever come across each other in any other way. All right, so I said with the last quote, I was going to break it into two parts. Um, the second part is as follows. You always strike me as a very positive person with a strong sense of pride of who we are as a community and what we can become. What words of wisdom or advice do you have for people who struggle with their image as Shreveport Bossier residents? Yeah, I, you know, I, I believe that our community is on the cusp of, of truly succeeding, um, and and it's not. It's not like we're ever gonna, you're not gonna get there and plateau, right? We've gotta to continue to grow, we've gotta to continue to build, we gotta to continue to create an environment that, that uh, encourages people to get involved, to be involved, to, to make Shreveport what we want it to be. Um, and each of us have our own idea or concept of what we want it to, want it to become. And our own uh, role to play, right? Absolutely. Um, and, and I think that's really important that it's not just complaining about whatever issue you have, okay. If there's an issue, then let's make it. Let's make a change. Let's put the the time, sweat, uh, energy, or, or financial resources behind. However, we want to make it, um, you know, a better and improve it. And I think that's something that that our community struggles with. We certainly have, um, I would say, a uh, generally big generalization here, a negative self image. Well, let's talk about the great things that we have going on. We've got awesome restaurants that are that are new and thriving, and, and um, you know we've we've got delicious food and, and an opportunity for growth there. Um, when you look at, at uh, Robinson Film Center, um, an awesome place. We've got great arts, um, Shrack, um, new parks that are being built, parks that we're investing in. Bay Virginia Park is one of the coolest inner city parks that I've been to. Um, it's it's a great place in, in the middle of a thriving neighborhood. Most people don't have that. Um, and certainly in, in your suburbs of big cities where a lot of folks are moving to, you don't have that. You have a, a creation that's, um, that's new, but you don't have uh, old oak trees or uh, you know, the, the beauty that, that the turn of the 20th century homes have that are around that area. Um, and I think that's, that's something that, that we really um, need to take pride in. Our architecture in this city is, is phenomenal. Um, downtown footprint compared to cities that are our size. Lafayette doesn't have a skyline like Shreveport does. Um, you know, a lot of cities don't. Those, those are good quality things. Now, do we need to, to invest and rebuild downtown? Absolutely. And Robinson, I think, is a, a great example of that. Track is another example of that. 
people at uh, Cyport, which your your um, parents have, have been so generous with, and uh, and and uh, creating the the new IMAX, um, another fine example of something that's that is the envy of a lot of cities that are our size. I mean, most cities don't have a children's museum that's the size and quality of Cyport. Um, the uh, aquarium across the street, I think, is another example of that. Um, the walking trails along the river. We have tremendous opportunities here. Um, the Norton Art Gallery. Uh, I mean, the art that's in the Norton Art Gallery alone is fantastic, phenomenal. But the 40 acres that, that it sits on with open uh, walking paths, also just a, a, an area of beauty um, and something we should be proud of. Blue Ribbon Schools of Excellence that we have with um, South Highlands getting a, a Blue Ribbon School of Excellence as well as uh, celebrating its 100th uh, year anniversary this year. It's fascinating. And it's, uh, those are the quality things that, that we don't talk about and that when you Google Shreveport, doesn't come up. It looks at the, the negatives. Well, those are things that we certainly need to address and we can address, but you've got to highlight the positives that are going on in our community as well. And I think when we do that, and we do it in, when we're in New Orleans or visiting uh, our college students at LSU or uh, in other states or other cities, those are things that we need to impress upon our friends because those are things that are really important for uh, the quality of life, the culture. I think um, 48 hours in Shreveport, you could spend doing really fun things um, from all the things that I just mentioned um, but also just walking to Rhino, right? I mean, there's there's opportunities for Shreveport if we just seek them um, and, and put that positive image out there that people want to hear, that people want to, to buy into. Um, but we can't just go off and say, uh, you know, we want to spend every weekend out of, out of town. We want to do other things. Um, you know, and... and and certainly, we need to take those those positives from other cities and try to implement them here as well. So I'm all for traveling uh, and learning from other cities and other places to make sure that that's um, being implemented here as well. But I mean, I think you know when you look at the why and the the investment that y'all are putting into um, to the baseball programs, I think that's phenomenal as well, and hopefully something that will drive more um, kids to to the area um, and create a better quality of life for the next generation. Love it. All right, Thomas. Well, you kind of covered um, some of this, but uh, I'm gonna ask you anyway. Um, this is actually my final question, but we can, you can, you can, we can keep talking as long sure. as you'd like. Um, so the question is simply, what makes you hopeful about our future as you look around? There's so many things that I'm I'm hopeful about in Northwest Louisiana. I really feel like our community has, is again on the cusp of of succeeding of making um, a, a better quality of life, of bringing in jobs and, and businesses. Um, you know, the, the growth that's going on out at the port, uh, that's going on um, in, in North Bossier Parish with a new sawmill. Um, those are things that are, that are quality jobs that are gonna be able to help our community grow um, and move forward. I think if you implemented a, if you brought in jobs that were high paying jobs um, and, and, you know, Overnight, I think the city flourishes, um, and we're we're on the cusp of it anyway. 
But we've got to be able to do that. And that's part of the, what my responsibility is in the legislature uh, and my colleagues' responsibilities is, is to create an environment that allows the private sector to grow and flourish, um, that, that creates an, an environment that allows for higher wages, that allows for better opportunities, that allows for our children and grandchildren to be able to come back to Shreveport Bossier and, and create that atmosphere that we want to create. Um, the potential is phenomenal. Um, and I am, I, you see it in our high school kids that, that talk about the challenges, but they also recognize some of the strengths that we have. We've got to continue to build that up. We've got to continue to talk about the opportunities that they're going to have after they, they get educated to come back here um, and make a difference. You look at Barksdale Air Force Base, which we haven't even discussed today. Um, I mean, we have a four-star commanded Air Force Base right here in the heart of, of our community. Um, when you talk about the private sector jobs that, that can be available um, that, that are related to the, um, to the defense infrastructure area, it's phenomenal. Um, and we have organizations that are helping us to grow that from, from the Cyber Innovation Center to BRF um, to the port. They all recognize the, the potential that, that a four-star commanded Air Force Base has for private sector growth. Um, those are things that I'm positive about. Those are things that I think that we have to grow and build. Um, when you look at the medical school, the tremendous opportunity that we have to grow research um, and create a healthier, uh, not only Louisiana, but a, a healthier world. Um, that's some of the work that's being done right here in our community. When you look at the energy sector, not only do we have oil and gas, but we're also trying to grow um, new energy jobs. Um, those are things that are important. When you look at, at Shreveport Bossier touching more than 500 or more people in 500 miles uh, of the city than anywhere else in the country, that's phenomenal. That's real opportunity for growth and for um, the logistics sector, which is going to continue to grow um, to, to be right here at home. When you, when you take into account um, you know, COVID-19 and, and the global pandemic um, and the recognition that many of our, our leaders have about um, the challenges that we've had you know, making our, our medical supply industry really uh, exported and it's been in other countries, having to reshore those jobs we're primed for, for real development right here in Northwest Louisiana for bringing some of those jobs back. That's what I'm confident about. That's what I'm uh, encouraged by. And, and certainly once you, um, you know, it, it's chicken or the egg on the cultural side, on making sure that, that folks want to be here, but also we've got to bring in those jobs. Um, and so I think it's, it's a, um, a, a, a dual approach of making sure that we're um, trying to do everything we can to in, in, uh, improve our community, to, to make sure that folks are um, encouraged by what we're doing, to make sure that people feel confident that, that Shreveport, Bossier, and Northwest Louisiana is a place that we can all call home, and we can make sure that it's a, a place that's diverse, that is um, somewhere we can, we can earn a, a, a good living, um, and a place that we're proud to call home. And I'm, I'm very encouraged by uh, the work that's being done by so many in our community. You named several of them. Um, and, and there's so many more that are truly trying to make a difference in our community, whether they're elected, whether they're in the private sector, whether they're just volunteering um, to you know, help with a, a kid's camp. I mean, those are all things, all of us play a role and all of us play a, a unique and special role in moving our community forward. 
Is there anything, we covered a lot, but is there anything else? I mean, you, you see so much, you know so much, you're involved in so much. Is there anything else that you'd like to talk about or mention today that maybe I didn't address or ask yeah, directly? No, I'm, I'm very um, appreciative of the opportunity to come and, and chat with you. I think, like I said, I, I, I'm very encouraged about the future of Shreveport Bossier. And so much of that is because of the people that, that are in our community that are making a difference um, in, in their uh, neighborhoods uh, to their to their neighbors and to their friends and I think that that's something that we've got to continue to, to grow that circle of friendship to make sure that we're hitting everyone in every part of this community thanks Thomas thanks for being here I'm encouraged uh, knowing you seeing what you're doing and, and seeing the kind of energy you're bringing um, from this community and for this community so well thank you really, very much. really appreciate absolutely. you absolutely thank you and I'm very grateful for for you and your your family for all of y'all have done for uh, for our community thank um, you. it's it's phenomenal thank you thanks so much